Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing, based in Murnavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Thanks for tuning in. It's our Round 17 review. We've only got one round of regular season left before we get into the finals. Some very interesting results uh, from Round 17. Some of our top dogs flexing their muscle and some teams on the rise. Joining me on the podcast tonight, as always, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our Round 17 review. Joining me on the line tonight is Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. How are you, Swainy? Very well, Burjo. How are you? Pretty well. Still recovering from the Rugby News lunch last Friday, to be honest. But um, Oh, talk I, us through it. Mate, I will. I got to see the great Mark Cashman there who's on the line. How are you, Casho? I'm fine, yeah. What a, what a great afternoon of rugby. Probably Sensational. in excess of 200 people there. Yep. Good, good rugby stories. Uh, I don't think there was an auction at the, uh, at, at the function, and there was a bit of a kick on from what I believe. I, uh, I, I had to get home. I was going to the neighbours for dinner. So uh, oh. yeah, I, th- I think a, a wise thing happened that, 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 that afternoon after that. I get very excited at rugby functions, particularly with functions where, you know, uh, brings together lots of people from the wonderful Shoot Shield. And um, it was an awesome afternoon, Swaney. You missed an absolute cracker. Uh, Sam Ryan and Casho and all the guys at Rugby News did a wonderful job. Yeah, get, get your hands on the uh, coffee table book because it's an absolute ripper. Um, you know, if you're lucky, you'll spot your name somewhere. But, yeah, it was just a really lovely afternoon. On every table, they had different match programs, which was awesome on every seat. So everyone was going around and looking at old match programs, anywhere from the 40s up until the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s and today. So it was um, really good. I thought the um, speeches were excellent. Um, it's just a really nice feeling in the room. And it was good to see, I thought, Kasha, you know, Seems to be a really tight alignment, obviously, uh, with the Waratahs at the moment, with so many of our guys progressing, you know, Darren Coleman and Paul Arce. We obviously classify those guys as, as shoot shield guys. And um, good to see a, a strong contingent uh, there, not just with coaches, but uh, I know Paul Dorn was there, the CEO. So I think they're working really hard to, to grab some of the rugby community, I yeah, think. Yeah, listen, it was, it was great to see there were – there are a couple of guys there from uh, from Rugby Australia and the and the Sansa CEO Brendan Morris was there. Good old Bograt was telling me that um, that um, ever since he spoke at the Manly luncheon, they've uh, they they haven't won a game. So uh, he's, he's, he's feeling a bit embarrassed about that. Uh, yeah, look, that's okay. We won't hold him to it. I was a bit disappointed that Josh Gerrard, the former Ringer uh, club captain, was the MC because all he did was bag Manly for half the afternoon, and I nearly throttled him in the gents uh, later in the day. But, uh, mate, it was, it was a terrific afternoon. Like I said, I got very excited, had far too much red wine, went to the kick-on pub next door with uh, with DC and had a few drinks, and I decided to red card myself at about uh, 5.36 o'clock and came home and wrapped some birthday presents for my son. I didn't wrap them very well. and needed my That sounds early, Burjo. That's an early tap out. Well, I was going one way, mate, and uh, <laughs> I just had to get out of there. I was just, I was having such a good time. Uh, it's just one of those lunches where you just bumped into to people from all sort of, uh, all sort of uh, 
clubs and and and, and around the traps and, and all era. I had a I, I have to say my highlight of the afternoon. I had a really good chat with Ken Wright, the former uh, Ramwick Centre and. Uh, Played a bit of rugby league and obviously a, a wallaby. Um, he was as sharp as a tack steel and, and had some some great stories to tell. So I think there was plenty of that going on in the room and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I reckon Rugby News should uh, have a few more of those lunches, I reckon, Casho. Well, listen, why, why not? Listen, uh, Brett Patworth spoke really yep. well, told some great stories. Norm Tasker, who's celebrating his 80th birthday in the next week or so, mm. had some great stories uh, of his time coaching Gordon and Simon Poyman uh, put across some, some good stuff about uh, the good old days at Randwick. So, listen, fantastic afternoon, really. So, uh, yeah, there should be more of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's certainly lunch season, so if you've still got a rugby lunch to get it to, uh, get out there and, and enjoy things. Um, all right, Swaney, so return of Test Rugby this weekend. Um What's going on in the test realm? Well, I've just seen uh, the, the breaking news that it looks like Jeb Holloway is a chance of making his test debut mm. this weekend, which is, uh, you know, long overdue, you got to say. Oh, um, and, yeah. you know, the Wallabies probably, um, you know, with, with so many injuries and, and things that they've had to deal with, it's probably good that they've, they're bringing some, a guy in who's played some really good rugby this year. Um, and, and they play Argentina at uh, coverage starts at 4.45 on Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, you catch that, all that live and exclusive to Stan Sport this week, um, which is fantastic. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's look, I, I'm really I'm, – I'm a little bit worried about this one, to be honest, though, because, mm. you know, it's the, the Michael Checker factor, when he's coaching a team uh, and – he is um, uh, coaching a team, and he's had them in that first sort of that little that little period early. Yeah, uh, he is. He's certainly brilliant, and um, he's got this Argentinian team fizzing at the moment after their series win over Scotland. Funny, to, you know they uh, they played pretty well, and you are right. Uh, uh, Czech does get teams flying pretty early on in in uh, in, in a particular regime, but. Not only in Argentina, over in South Africa too. It's uh, all happening over there. Jobs on the line, eh? Absolutely, absolutely, big jobs on the line. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a good, a good test match, uh, and it's a good test for Dave Rennie at this point as well. Um, you know, they they need to start getting some wins, uh, and they they haven't they haven't had produced them this year uh, on mass. So yeah, looking uh, looking ahead. Um, you know, this is a really big line in the sand moment, I think, for for Dave Rennie. So the Wallabies, um, uh, Argentina will be fascinating. You've also got the All Blacks, South Africa, Swaney. Uh, that's a very interesting game for particularly the New Zealand rugby public. Yeah, huge game. And, and that that's all over Stan Sport as well. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, you know, it could be a, an early morning, I reckon, on Sunday morning. Get up and, and watch the Springboks and then, you know, dovetail that into a um, Wallabies Argentina test, but yeah, huge game for the All Blacks, isn't it? I mean, Ian yep. Foster um, under so much pressure. They've made the changes now. Now they need to get results, and they have to do it against the world champs in their own backyard. Tough gig. And mm. uh, but if if there's a team that knows how to go to South Africa and win, it's the All Blacks. Do we think the Wallabies or the All Blacks could bone their coach this close to World Cup? I don't think they would, but I don't know. What do we think? Kasha, 
Throw it to you. Well, it's uh, it, it's an interesting scenario. You know, listen, I, I I would imagine that there's probably an appetite for it in New Zealand, particularly at the moment, just uh, mm. just the way they look at things. But uh, that's probably not the way they do things over there to a certain extent, really, is it? So uh, you know, uh, they've obviously tweaked the uh, uh, the assistance there with Jason Ryan sort of coming in and a, yep. and a few other bits and pieces. The uh, uh, the the you know the increase uh, uh, of the, uh, the 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 selectors' role in 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 the team there. So it's just uh, mate, you know they they're probably going to wait until after this tour, give him uh, give, give give him two test matches, and then and then probably have a good hard look at it and wait until the end of the end of the year, I'd say. But uh, generally not. That's that's not the way they do things over there. And if you're a coach, if you're Razor Robertson. You don't want to take this job on now, not with a, a year of the World Cup, because you don't have enough lead-in time, Swaney, and you know you want to wait till you've got a blank canvas to potentially go again. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, yeah, it's probably one of those double-edged swords, isn't it? Because if yep. you don't take it now, will you get that opportunity again? Who, who knows? Um, but also, well, he seems like he's got to be there. Apparent. I mean, has surely. to be. Has, has to, to be. be. And and you know, there's. Um, you know, there is some merit in taking, you know, you buy in at the bottom of the market, as they say. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they, they probably haven't been much lower, have they? No. Um, so, yeah, it's oh, it's a really tricky one. Yeah, but, yeah, Razor Robinson, is he is the guy. He is the guy that's going to take them forward, um, whether yep. it's this year or in, you know, two years' time. Mm. Remains to be seen. The, the question out there still remains is a successful super rugby coach necessarily a successful super, uh, test coach? So, you know, that's that's the question that's uh, over everyone's head at the moment, isn't it? So yes, well, I, I, I'd suggest that uh, Razor Robinson is going to surround himself with good people, whether it's in New Zealand or, or whether it's uh, in England. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. All right, well, let's... Um get on with the club action because it's certainly heating right up. Uh, round 17, only one round to go. Um, some of our top sides are really flexing their muscles. Why don't we start with one of those sides and probably odds on for the minor premiership at this stage. Uh, Casho, your northern suburbs, mate. Norse 55, two blues 22. Um, too fast, too good, the Shawman. Um, I thought they were excellent. Moved the ball really well and Scored some fantastic uh, tries and a lovely afternoon at North Sydney Oval. Yeah, it uh, it certainly was. Uh, I tucked into a couple of those sausage sandwiches there in the O'Reilly stand, so it was a fantastic <laughs> afternoon just to uh, just to soak up some of the excesses from the day before at the rugby news sort of luncheon. But some 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 great tries there, kicked off by uh, Apo Ranawai uh, and and some lovely work there from um, uh, Jevons Fellows who. He was a superb link man, and uh, mm. and uh, he, he's 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 one of the uh, the missing pieces in this jigsaw that uh, Zach Beers trying to put together. He did come off a bit later with a with a, with with a, what looked like a, a knock to his uh, to his wrists. I'm I'm not sure how it's sitting at the moment, but uh, you know there was some interesting uh, tries scored there, and Parramatta. Certainly weren't weren't out of it. They uh, but they sort of stormed back shortly after half time and put uh, eventually uh, another uh, 
19 points on the board during, during the second half, but some some nice work there from Angus Sinclair, who made his uh, return from uh, from injury. He actually started the game because Josh Henderson, the fullback, uh, Scottish fullback, um, tweaked his hammy slightly on Thursday night. So Sinclair started and uh, and Max Bury was uh, at, at fullback there. So there was some really some really good stuff there, particularly from uh, from the forwards. Hugh Sinclair played at lock. Uh, Nathan Russell had some nice work there, but uh, love the work of uh, Nick Duffy once again. So I'm I'm sure you're uh, you're glad to hear that uh, Swaney. He's he's one of your favourites, and Norse ended ended up winning 55-22. So bonus point, uh, three points clear at the uh, the top of the ladder. They've just got to uh, rack up a point or two on uh, on, on on the weekend uh, against these, which will be, uh, be 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 quite a tussle for them. So we'll see how they land. Mm, well, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting game because obviously Easts uh, are on the rise, and you know obviously Norse can't finish any lower than second. Um, do you, I, I? I'm just not sure Zach will uh, be too keen on resting players, Swanee. I think you want to keep the momentum going, wouldn't you? Yeah, a momentum and B, like yeah, I mean I know that the grand finals at Leichhardt, so it's not like you're hosting a grand final, um, but. Yep. You know, if you lose that first week, um, you still want to have that. Yeah, oh look, it's 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 really, yeah, I think it's really important to have to have that momentum. You're right, because actually, yeah, if they lose that first week, they're still in it. Um, but yeah, you you really want um, you want to be going in there with confidence as well. And I, I guess we've seen in a couple of losses that we've seen from North this year, it it has dented their confidence a little bit. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think Zach Beer will be very keen to keep it, um, keep it in the W's. Yeah, I think you want to win out from here, but yeah, like I said, the, uh, you said there, Cash. I totally agree. There was some blokes absolutely carving up and loose. Um, Margan, Evans, Fellows, Duffy. Um, I thought Russell, as you said, put on some some really nice tries, and I think Zach Beer will be very happy with his finishes that came on. Uh, you know, bringing on players like Maserol Cots and. And others, um, there's real depth building at uh, Norse and going to take some stopping. Um, we'll move on to their rival for the minor premiership, University. Um, they were very impressive, really impressive scoreline, particularly the fact that Wests were trialless. I'm not sure if that's happened this season, to be honest. So um, Uni stuck to their guns, did everything that we know they're good at, um, Welcome back a bit of uh, of heavy artillery. They've got O'Regan's back in the pack, Tim Clements back at fullback, and Tom English popped up at outside centre. So plenty of pedigree uh, there uh, for the students, Swaney. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Tom Tom English was, was very involved, actually. I even saw him uh, packing a scrum at one point, um, <laughs> which was interesting, uh, but... Uh, yeah, look to have to have the, the class that they have now um, coming in at this part of the season. Um, you know that that's that's ominous signs for the comp, isn't it? This is we know that this is really this is uni time, right? Like <laughs> this time of the year. Um, so yeah, look and to to keep the um, the pirates who have been really confident over the last couple of weeks and have been able to score some really well constructed yeah. tries. Uh, to keep them scoreless is certainly a feather in the cap for Sean Hedger and uh, and his men. And uh, you know, defence wins championships is the old uh, cliche, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah Swanee, that, that, that is right. I think the uh, the only other team this year that's uh, gone zip was uh, Eastwood v Warringah, and the, and, the, and the Rats that day uh, were right. on the uh, on the wrong end of a forty five zip uh, uh, shellacking from uh, from Eastwood. But uh, at the Rugby News luncheon on Friday, I was talking to Sean Hedger, and he said about the difficulties of. Uh, uh, bringing people late in, 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 into a group coming into uh, finals. So, but uh, it obviously uh, it uh, obviously didn't uh, change too much of the momentum for for the students. They're uh, they're they're they're, uh, they're right up to their gunnels in this uh, in this uh, race for the shoot shield. Yep, no, playing some really good footy at the right end of the season. All right, let's talk about the Marlins uh, game against the Highlanders at Chatswood Oval. Gordon, 24, Manly, 22. Manly, again, just capitulated. Uh, (laughs) They were excellent up until about the 50-minute mark. Um, I'm in a text group with a bunch of other old Marlins players and Manly got to a 22-7 lead. And one of my mates says, you know, this is where it usually falls apart for Manly. And uh, when Marta Coco reached out at 22-7 to put a try down and dropped it over the line, maybe got a bit of white line fever, I just texted him. I said, we're going to lose this. And 30 minutes later, Gordon win 24-22. Oh, it's just painful. So painful. Because if you were watching this game, Manly were running through Gordon like a hot knife through butter. Up the middle, making inroads, uh, playing really well. Um, Gordon really hadn't fired a shot, but the problem was the scrum was on skates and um, Matty Kellinan, uh, you know, deemed us to be the weaker scrum, which was probably right, and every scrum became a penalty to Gordon. As you know, when you get into games like that, it's, it's near impossible. So, you know, when that situation happened, I think Coco dropped that ball. Gordon had a five-minute scrum. Jacob Abel made a 40-metre run and they scored a few phases later, very sort of soft tries. But I don't know, uh, Blakey will be pulling his hair out with uh, what to do with this side at the moment because they just get into these positions and I think they had a similar position against Norse, Casho at North Sydney Oval, healthy yeah. lead, and they just cannot pull away and are conceding soft tries. And uh, who'd be a coach? <laughs> Anyway, it's probably yeah. like I'm saying, it's all Manly's capitulation. Gordon were pretty good, but I did exchange a few messages with, with some Gordon guys after the game and they sort of conceded, you know, Manly really had that and, uh, you know, took a snatch defeat from the jaws of victory again. Burjo, put your, put your coach's hat on. Mm. How do you structure the week this week? It's important for them to uh, have some sort of result uh, going into the finals because they're obviously going to play finals footy. But uh, yeah, what you know, what's 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 the approach to it? You know, is it uh, is it you you know you're you're, you're uh, you know you're nowhere near good enough, or 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 do they need a a, a bit of a, a metaphorical cuddle? Well, they need a metaphorical cuddle because they're not nowhere good enough. I mean, they've not been beaten well at all this year by any side. Um, they've just lately just, I mean, look, the Hunter game a few weeks ago, Hunter were a deserved side, but they could have beaten the Rats. They could have beaten Gordon. Um, mm. Obviously, they beat Uni out there last year, but, you know, we brought on Lolly Kaifakedi and Lange Gleeson. I just think they've fallen into a rut at the wrong end of the season. Um, you know, I think earlier in the year, and I said that on the podcast, we were riding our luck a, a bit when we were, winning a few of those games tightly and 
It was nice to be winning them tightly, but uh, this week's interesting because we've got Uni at Manly Oval, a tough game. Um, they're desperate to get some confidence. Um, I think Langy Gleeson might be available, which would be a huge help. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's funny, you know, everything's going well until it's not and um, everything's going badly until it's not. So you could be on the best runs heading into a finals and you lose your first semi and, you know, the world falls apart. So, mm. <laughs> it's, you know, I said it last week, but there was still time. But, you know, I was hoping for better than the Gordon game, you know, if, if we'd have, if we'd have managed to win that one or hung on, um, we'd be looking at this week with much more optimism. But at the moment, we can't get out of the uh, the rut that is the effect of uh, a losing streak. We've on seen the that side of things. So I think uh, good to see the Goddard brothers back back together again. That's uh, that's yeah. one of the, the the key sort of uh, combos that brought them the, uh, the 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 last shoot shield premiership that was decided in uh, in in twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, Gordon a few weeks ago were, were rumbling along nicely. I mean, after watching them play East, which was quite a limp performance, after aspects of the Manly game was quite limp from Gordon too. I mean, I'm probably being a bit harsh. They did win the game, but, you know, I don't think um, they'd be too happy with their last couple of weeks and uh, we'll be looking to fire up because they have got a lot of quality in that side, as we know. Um Goddard was excellent at nine and on, on aspects of the week, and his, his kicking game was good um, from the base of the ruck. And yeah, if they can get into gear, and obviously Mahi Vailanu, um, oh, it's beast, cracking, isn't he? cracking try down the blind there. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're in the mix. They got an interesting game against Hunter this weekend, and all but gone, you'd think, this year. So yeah. interesting approaches. But yeah, for Manly, um, just going to have to uh, work out how to get on the right side of the score sheet. But it's going to be tough against uni, so we'll see what this week brings. Um, we'll move out of the game at Coogee, uh, Rambic 31, Eastwood 17. That's a really good win, Swaney, for the Wicks. And uh, last couple of weeks, you know, after their big win against Hunter was a huge result for them. Uh, now starting starting to firm their way uh, into the final series. Yeah, big time. Like, huge win for the for the Wicks, isn't it, given that mm. they've just given themselves a two-point buffer from the, the, the rest of the teams below them um so that's that's huge but you know Matty Fesler scoring a couple of tries uh Eastwood you know they've, they've they're kind of a bit like Manly at the moment you just can't pick them they kind mm. of they've hit the skids a little bit um it was interesting to see them playing Fabian Goodall in the centers um you what know about we, his first try it was like yeah, he, he scored the fair it was a it was an absolute ripper wasn't it because <laughs> most leaders okay. after contact really wasn't it oh that yeah wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was a real beast of a try, um, uh, you know. And we know that Benny Batcher loves his big bodies in the centres, so probably why he's he's done that. But it, it just didn't didn't seem to work. And and Randwick were just clinical at times, weren't they on the weekend? They were. Um, yep. They they just were really professional in the way that they, um, you know, could you know finished off their finished off their opportunities. I thought. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was it was a good win for them and such an important win given their sta- stance on the ladder. Absolutely, is Morley you for injured? You know, Kasha, or is that just a positional change for? Who was that? Sorry, uh, Knox Morley the usual twelve for the Woodies. Uh, 
I don't know. No, I, I, I would imagine he's uh, he's either picked up a head knock or he's got uh, mm. got, uh, got got some sort of uh, in, in injury problem. So mm, okay. he's uh, he's obviously one of Ben Batch's favourites. He, he uh, was on the bench, guys. Uh, oh, okay. Looking at the, yeah, so just uh, yeah, yeah. maybe a bit of a change up. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, well, they're looking uh, for actually. Actually, one of one of the guys I thought did really well for Ramwick was uh, Ben Donaldson, who's mm. who's uh, getting into some sort of form um, after uh, after settling into that uh, that sort of Ramwick backline. I was uh, I was talking to his dad at the rugby news lunch on Friday, and he, he said he was uh, he was just loving uh, being being back in uh, in clubland again, which is uh, which is great to hear. Yeah, he seems to love his club footy, and you know they're. Probably, I reckon maybe. Well, who knows? Like it changes every bloody week in this competition. Mm. I'm thinking they might be in that dark horse category uh, this year, Swaney. Yeah, I mean, you look With at the, the quality caliber, they've got. Yeah, you look at the cl- caliber of player that they've got. So, I mean, they've got Matty Fesler down there, which has been a great pickup for them. Yep. Starting at hooker, coming yep. down from the Queensland Reds and from brothers up here in Brizzy, could it could be. Could have done with him in uh, in Brizzy for brothers on the weekend. Just saying uh, against Uni, but um, you know Christian Poitevin, Tom Nolan's uh, been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benny Donaldson, Nick Chan uh, in the centres has been yep. one guy who I thought has been he stung. caught the eye on the weekend. Yeah, caught the eye, and then Chris Yasmin and, and Andrew Deegan. Um, you know, it's and they've got they've got um, Tian Tawaki Pulu coming off the bench. You know, so. Uh, in the front row, like that's that's some pretty handy um, artillery for them at the right end of the season. That mm. uh, young James Hendren, I thought, did uh, did very well down that left edge. Scored a scored, scored a nice try that uh, that that I saw, and still eligible for Colt. So that's that's good to hear. Very good, very good. Uh, Ringers had a great win up at Rat Park. Rats twenty nine, South seven. Uh, Raddy's uh, playing some really expansive stuff. I thought. Um, fantastic try to uh, Connor, uh, Connor Hickey um, from, a, from a lovely counter-attack. Um, but, yeah, that's a good win for the Rats there, Casho. Yeah, it certainly is. Keeps them uh, right up there. They're now sitting in uh, fourth spot, three behind the, uh, the Marlins on 50. And, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a particularly good performance from them. They, they obviously had to work... Uh, uh, for the victory and uh, a couple of nice sort of breakout tries down that uh, right edge in the second half got them home. Con- Connor Hickey was the man who was uh, who was doing the uh, the, the playmaking and mm. uh, often a, a, a lot of the hole running as well. So uh, he's been a real re- revelation, I think. And uh, I think the Rats are better when he's playing ten rather than at fifteen, where he sort of fitted in. He's he's considered to be. To be the best backline player in the in, in in that rats group, and they uh, they pick him first and uh, find a position for him uh, after that. But uh, some good work there from South. They uh, they scored first through Malolo, uh, and then uh, and then it was uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty close up until uh, probably the last ten minutes or so when the, when the rats put on a couple of late tries. So yeah. O'Connor apparently copped a bit of a head knock and uh, had to come off at, uh, at one particular stage. So we'll, we'll uh, obviously monitor his, his mm. condition with uh, with the finals uh, around the corner. But overall, a, a great effort from the Rats. Yeah, no, good win. Um, some good, good, good performances across the board. Uh, McKill was really involved. And um, Rhett Butler just continues to look 
really good uh, for the Raddies at halfback, Swaney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his combination with Connor Hickey, mm. um, you know, is one of those one of those combinations that, are, that, that opposition coaches will be looking at very closely, I reckon, at this end of the year. Um, so you've got to... Yeah, you got to you got to really watch out. We spoke to to Connor Hickey on Clubland this week. Um, you know, he's a confident young guy, um, but still young, and 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 I don't know how you can be confident and humble in the same breath. But he kind of he gives off that vibe. He's just a really relaxed guy. Um, so yeah, he I, I reckon the Rats' hopes kind of sit on his shoulders now that Ben Woolett, We haven't seen Ben Maher all year. Yeah, um, those guys that aren't aren't involved, and but you've also got some experience around it. Tyson Davis, Harry Jones, you know, um, but I think that their their fortunes rest on his shoulders. Yeah, he's he's a very exciting player, Hickey. I I, I really uh, like him, apart from the fact that he's a ringer rat. But um, <laughs> no, he, he's great. I, I think he's um, he's lovely to watch with the ball in hand and. Uh, the kind of play you want to go and watch on a Saturday afternoon. So uh, certainly keeps things exciting. And Rats have always played that expansive sort of a game. So good stuff there for the Rats. And as you say, well on the hunt now um, for top four finish. Um, final game of the round and the big one really in terms of uh, finals qualifications was Eastern Suburbs against Hunter. The Beasties have won that fixture 36-20. to 20. Um, pretty much stayed in control this one from the get-go, Casho, and uh, have made life probably too difficult now for the wildfires to uh, reach the finals. Yeah, there's a, there's a five-point gap, so they're, they're, they're going to have to have a few things go their way to uh, to make finals the old uh, Hunter wildfires. But listen, but they they were very much in this game uh, early on, but uh, really it ended up being the uh, the Teddy Wilson and uh, and uh, Jack Bowen sort of like uh, mm. show uh, towards the end there. Uh, Teddy Wilson scored some uh, some good tries, and I'm. Uh, I'm sure Norse, who are playing in this uh, this this coming weekend, would have would have noted that uh, he does doesn't mind a little dart from uh, from the scrum base if there's a bit of uh, if there's a bit of light there. So, but uh, some good stuff there. Tui Paluto uh, in the centres looks alarmingly like his uh, his brother who plays Test rugby for Scotland, doesn't he? The Queensland boy uh, Swaney. Mm, yeah. So, Nice, uh, nice try that he set up there. Uh, yeah, about the seventy-minute mark. Dan Donato did some uh, good stuff. Uh, Jordan Jackson Hope uh, was in there and uh, scored the try that uh, sealed the thirty-six twenty victory. But uh, Teddy Wilson, star of the show, will arrive in uh, in my mind. On the other side, I thought Connor Winchester did some good stuff there and. Uh, uh, his coach, Bubba Coleman, told me on Friday that uh, he's coming along nicely as a 10, a bit of regular time there at shoot shield level and learning how to uh, manage the game a lot better. He's, he's, he's got a huge boot, uh, uh, Connor. So, uh, yeah, listen, if he can uh, combine some of the game management skills with, the, with that big boot, he's, uh, he's destined to go places. But all in all, uh, East continue their good form, and uh, listen, they'll be uh, they'll be pretty hard to toss come finals time. Where's Jack Grant, Casho? Obviously, um, Teddy Wilson's the star of the show, but Jack Grant, you would have thought, would be the incumbent nine at East. 
Well, he, he's, he certainly has been, but uh, obviously... I wouldn't be dropping Wilson, don't get me wrong. No, but, uh, no, no. I'm, but, not, I'm not sure what the scenario is, with, with whether he had a family thing um, in uh, in uh, the central west of New South Wales to uh, sort of get to, or... Yeah, he's but I haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. I'm yeah. just not sure, but uh, mm. that, that's a tough selection decision, isn't it? You know, the, uh, oh, mate. You know, the talisman for East for much of the past five years... Up against the uh, the the brash up and comer, mate. I wouldn't be dropping the up and comer at the moment. I've watched uh, a bit of the highlights on the weekend, and he just he's just everywhere. So uh, yeah, very impressive. And uh, I think we might see him a bit of sky blue next season. Yeah, and, and you could probably uh, jump him at four, couldn't you, Swanee? He's that tall. He's quick. He's tall. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, um, you know, after we've been death-riding East and Ramy, they're probably favourites now, Sweeney. Yeah, <laughs> we, we spent the whole, we spent the whole uh, season saying, oh, these guys can't make it. Oh, yeah. they'll do it tough. And then they come and make us look silly. Sympathise uh, with us. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough, tough, tough year to pick. Um, all right, well, that's the round-up. Um, as we head into the final round of the regular season, Got Norse taking on East at North Sydney Oval. Fascinating game. Um, Gordon taking on Hunter. Um, Hunter's still breathing, but they're going to have to come away with maximum points there and rely on other results. Ramwick taking on Southern Districts at Coogee. West Harbour uh, hosting Ringer. Bit of a banana skin there for the Raddies. Manly taking on Uni at Banley Oval. Monster game there for the Marlins. And the two Blues have Eastwood. So if we look at the ladder, uh, Norse in pole position to wrap up the minor premiership this weekend on 65 points. Uni, three points adrift of them in second place on 62. Manly have now dropped down to third with 53 points with Ringer uh, only the three behind and then Ramick behind them in fifth spot. Followed by Eastwood and Gordon uh, in sixth and seventh. East rounding out the eight with 47 points with a gap now to Hunter, two Blues, West Harbour and South. So anything could happen this weekend. Anyone care to wager how it's all going to wash up uh, this weekend, Casho? Give me your top four, mate. Top four, not necessarily in order, is Norse, Sydney Uni, Warringah and Ramwick. Oh, jeez. Manly drop out. So you're saying Manly won't get any points on the weekend? Um, Even if they do, if they get one bonus point, say. If they get one bonus point. Randwick can still put a score on South and still jump them. They could have a two-point loss, Sweeney. Could do. They could Could win. And then Casher would be wrong. <laughs> so what's your force, Wayne? Uh I'm gonna say North Sydney Uni Warringah Manly. I'm gonna say the same. North Sydney Uni Warringah Manly. And um you know the week after, I mean would you rather go to Norse or Uni? I don't know. Does it really matter? At the end of the season, you'd be want to be in that top four. You get a double bite at the cherry. Um, but, you know, if Manly did win, nothing better than playing Uni twice in a row. Oh. <laughs> That's some tough sledding. It um, is. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be fascinating. Answer me this, Casio. If you uh, are first and second and you lose first week to third or fourth, do you lose your home ground advantage come GF qualifier? Well, you should. Uh, you should surely. Good, good question. Uh, I, I, I think as far as Norse are concerned, there, uh, there's a bit of a double booking for the grand final qualifiers. What were they hoping to do? Sydney Rugby Union were hoping to do is to, to have a, a big double header at North Sydney Oval as the, uh, the grand final qualifiers. And uh, there's a prior booking at North Sydney Oval from the AFL or maybe women's cricket or, or, or somebody like that. So uh, they're, they're, uh, they're looking for grounds to run it. So uh, Norse uh, will probably uh, not have a, uh, have a home ground advantage after the first week of the finals. But, uh, That's fair because you've had all the finals yeah. over the last 10 years anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it'll be... Uh, a fascinating few weeks ahead. Uh, who knows how this weekend's going to go and who knows how that top four will will turn out. But we will know next week. Swaney, mate, you had a loss on the weekend with brothers. Everything okay up there? Or? Yeah, look, I th- it was just a pretty ordinary performance, I think. Um, you know, uni had been through a bit of a bit of a lull mid-season up, up this way and uh, that's the one game that everyone gets up for, brothers v mm. uni and mm. uh, and... Uni, uh, all their all their stars shone. Guys like uh, Mac Greeley, um, they had Sam Wallace back from the Rebels, um, yeah. played really well as well. So, yeah, it was a it was a great afternoon down there at Crosby Park, though. Uh, sun was shining. It was Old Boys Day. I squeezed into my two thousand and two Colts jersey, um, which showed a bit of mud off, which was interesting. Um, but it was nice to uh, nice to get back down to Crosby Park and, and enjoy a bit of uh, bit of hospitals cup. And on this weekend, I'm calling UQV uh, Easts. Um, Kasha, you'd be hoping to uh, be uh, toasting the minor premiership after this weekend, won't you? Yeah, listen, uh, I've been playing at North since 1978, and I don't think we've uh, we've actually toasted to a to a shoot shield minor premiership during uh, du- during that time, so yeah, let's uh, let's hope it all sort of falls together. And listen, be- before I go, I just want to send out some congratulations to uh, uh, one of the Commonwealth Games athletes. It's uh, a son of a, a, a good mate of mine, Michael Levy, whose son Matthew finished his twenty uh, year Paralympic career with a gold medal in the 50 metres freestyle at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. So well done to the uh, the Levy family. I think uh, I was yeah. playing with uh, with House uh, when young Matthew was born. So uh, we've, um, we've we've all known him right from uh, from the word go and uh, good to see that he uh, he finished off that career and he's, he's getting on with the rest of the life. Fantastic. Love to see those achievements. Hey, fellas, just before we go... The Ken Catchpole medals next week. Who are is we this, thinking? It's next. Oh, okay. I thought we'd be doing because okay, some years it's pre-finals and some years it's post-finals. If I'm right. Yeah, no, they're doing it pre-finals this year. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, one year when Ringer ended up winning the comp, I think 2017. I thought we were going to win a whole host of awards. They decided to move it back. <laughs> so it's like Casho's going for the minor premiership. You know, no one bloody cares about. Yes, Mark Shield Casho. going to to North. That's Casho. <laughs> um, I would go. Okay, you got me on the spot. Um, 
Yeah, it's God. a hard one, isn't it? I mean, guys like um, uh, you know, Catchy Ashes at South has been a consistent uh, performer, and he gets the ball in his hand. Maybe even Tom Pryor, who's not even at the con- in in the country uh, for his for his form for the two blues, might attract quite a, quite, quite a few votes. Uh, yeah, Nick Duffy, like James Martin, uh, Nick- might uh, might go very well. So yeah, there's, there's three options anyway. I could see a Norse double. I could see Nick Duffy and probably Zach Beer as coach of the year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but if they're naming it next week, it's going to be regular season. So those teams that finish up the pointy ends, uh, you know, but that's sometimes not the way, you know. I don't know if it's – it's not – it used to be referee voting, which used to skew things quite dramatically. I think there was a few refs' favourites uh, that used yeah, to get – Adrian Musico won it that year. That yeah. Burjo, would it? Jeez. What's that? Mate, Hamish Angus won three. All the, all the referees loved him. <laughs> he was a fair player. All right, um, boys, we'll catch you next week, huh? Looking forward to it. Great stuff. Thanks, boys.